we looked at what was wrong with Ethereum and their scaling situation. Um, and we said, how do we scale quickly? And we, we, we kind of put that in place at the beginning. So we want to become uh, the answer to AWS in a decentralized manner. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a Uniswap killer, but it's a, it's, it's a Uniswap killer. <laughs> I am pleased to have with me today a co-founder of the Zelle Flux Project, Mr. Daniel Keller, here on The Crypto Mind. Hi, welcome, welcome once again to another weekly edition of The Crypto Mind, nerdcon1.com edition. Yes, I'm is streaming both at my channel on YouTube, The Crypto Mind, and also at nerdcon1.com. If you haven't gone there, please do. Uh, there's this great network of people that uh, are providing all kinds of great nerdy content. I am grateful to be an affiliate member of theirs to provide a, a video a week. Um, and nerdcon1.com, uh, go to the website. We have merch. Uh, that you can buy for all of our different shows and our creators and a wealth of different uh, creative videos uh, and podcast streams. And just before my interview with Daniel Keller, which I will present uninterrupted, I would like to give you a quick 10-second promo from one of our sponsors. Hey everyone, at Disney Adams here from the NerdCon 1 channel. I would like you to join me in welcoming GamerGoat to the family of sponsors for the NerdCon 1 channel. If you are a listener or a viewer of NerdCon 1, you can now get a 15% discount at www.gamergoat.com using code NerdCon1. That's www.gamergoat.com using code NerdCon1. Joining me today is... Daniel Keller, the Chief Strategy Officer of Zell Flux. Daniel, thank you for joining me here on the Crypto Mind. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so, tell me before we get into um, stuff concerning the Zell project, the Zell Flux uh, transition. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, when, uh, what background do you come from, and when did you first become aware of the whole cryptocurrency space? Well, my story is a lot like uh, many people in the space, and that is um, uh, I come from a technology background. So I think, you know, we're probably in the early adopter mindset. So uh, a lot of the people that are in the space still even today are, are, are developing in the space or technology mind folks. So uh, my, uh, my job as a chief information officer uh, gave me lots of opportunities to see new emerging technologies come and disruptive technologies come out. But that's not how I found out about Bitcoin. I found out about Bitcoin because I played World of Warcraft and uh, you could buy gold in WoW uh, and you could uh, uh, you could do that with Bitcoin. And I, I was like, no, I did not know that because I, yeah. I never went down the WoW rabbit hole. I had my own gaming rabbit holes, but not that one. Wow. Yeah, that was a deep. It, it gets it, wow is a deep rabbit hole and a real time sink too by the way so i don't recommend it <laughs> it's steam, fun it's fun to fun to play though right steam keeps track of how many hours you spend playing certain games please do not add up the hours i've spent on all the versions of civilization it's just yep yep amen. um so i i never knew that and what how interesting a full circle we're coming now because there's a decentralized game space happening and with nfts and with crypto, like going pure crypto on some of this stuff, 
Um, that's amazing. So I never knew that WoW was like kind of a, an entryway. So then, well, it wasn't WoW the game. You could buy gold from individuals who would farm it, oh, and they, they accepted they, BTC. They said, so, "Pay me in Bitcoin." Yeah. So that that actually WoW ended up being one of the most expensive games I've ever played in my life because if I had that BTC bag, holy cow! <laughs> so I learned a lesson there. Right. But so then that made you aware of it. And then later on, you you found out more. So then how did you come to find the Zell project? Well, I was I once I kind of got into the mining side of things, um, I it's I fell down that rabbit hole and I actually started a business that had a, a very large mining facility at about 800 plus cards total. Nice. And um, and we and we were spec mining, and at that particular point in time, burst mining was very profitable because a lot of these projects were micro projects. They were, you, I mean, you could you could hit them pretty hard and mine uh, pretty quickly. Um, and as I was looking for a spec project to to mine, I came across Zell, and uh, I looked at it. I looked at the team. It was very interesting to me, and uh, the concepts, some of the concepts the guys had. I met Tadeish and Parker, and uh, you know we had the opportunity to really uh, sit down. And I, they gave me the opportunity to ask them a lot of questions, and we all kind of came together and we said, "Hey, you know, are we going to do this thing as a team?" And we are. And the rest is history. I've been with the project. This will be my fourth year, um, you know, uh, since the day that it started. And uh, you know, we just keep we just keep doing stuff. You know, we build stuff. We love to build stuff. So deep down inside i'm a miner still i love nodes i love to run my nodes the farm is long gone uh but the the nodes remain <laughs> so they all migrated to the nodes wow you so very interesting because um i'm having my myself in my journey which has been a little over a year now um i am discovering the world of nodes um slowly through different in, in different manners like there's many different kinds right out there yep. and um so uh yeah so now you talked about developing this team and when i encountered zell i was just um i'm just one of the uh, maybe it's my adhd personality or i'm curious have a curious mind but like you i was looking for something to mine um i just it was boring to me to mine just ethereum or whatever was in the top three at any given moment and i was wondering if there are other projects out there um, and it was similar to this, which is I, I went in the Aquahash algo world. Um, there were many choices that were there. Zell was one of them. And then one of the things I try to do is also then like click on the website, see what's going on, see what's what's about, uh, see what the news is, the development is. And one of the things that struck me about this project is um, the amazing amount of dev activity on Zell, and it just didn't stop, which was unusual because I've seen many projects that have like a burst of dev activity and then a big blank space and then maybe yeah. some more. And yet the Zell project seems to be in a never ending quest to better itself, uh, augment itself. Um, and uh, I mean, tell me if that's true. And then tell me also like, how did that, um, how do you think that culture has kept its spark where maybe in some other projects that doesn't happen 
Well, I think uh, our ethos is all the same. The guys that participate on this project, they're, they're, they have been here for a very long time. They've been here from the beginning or shortly after. And I would say the majority of our, our, of our node operators, our miners, they have stayed with the project exactly for that reason. We knew kind of going into starting this project up, we were going to go through a bear market. You know, there was going to be projects that dropped by the wayside because they didn't have development funds or anything like that. And we planned accordingly for that. And we developed straight through, which, which you know, a lot of people are like, oh, bear markets are horrible. Bear markets were wonderful for us because it gave us the opportunity to develop the platform we have today. And um, you talked a little bit about the node structure, and we'll talk a little bit about that then, why uh, our decentralized computational network is different than anything that's out in the space today. And um, I will say we have prolific, prolific developers, Trunk, uh, Volter, um, all the guys on the team, they, they really, uh, they, they cram out the code. And, uh, which is awesome, you know, uh, we're all, we, we were all like-minded folks and I'm not a developer, but I had three commits. So the guys always give me a hard time because I had, I had to have a commit, you know, <laughs> like I had to do something. You had to go edit the readme file, right? Yeah, it's basically what I did. I was website changed. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I'm really impressed. That's exactly what I saw that when I went to this project, I, I looked around in the space of what already was there and what you were talking about, what was to come. Um, and I was like, there's a there there. And I, actually, I know how now to go to GitHub to go see and see like the little color squares. You know, um, I'm not a programmer or anything else, but I can watch the activity report and it never stopped. And then sure enough, every month or so or every couple of months, there'd be something. And now you seem to be in an explosion. And so one of the other reasons I have you on or, uh, is that you have a major announcement uh, about about Zell and Zell slash Flux and what's coming this next month. Would you like to talk a little more about that? Yeah, we explosive is exactly the word for it. I mean, our goal was is to be next level, and uh, you know, the nice thing about our platform is we're taking the best of of other other platforms and we're incorporating that into to our platform. So. One of the things that we did when we built this decentralized computational network, which is the node structure. So we're unlike any other any other uh, node project out there because nodes by themselves are just transactional validators. And we we said, you know, we don't really need transactional va validators. What we need is the opportunity to have a, a computational network that actually utilizes that infrastructure. So it, it digs into that uh, and provides uh, a backbone, a decentralized backbone to different projects. And one of those projects that we have been working with is KDA. And a perfect use case for what uh, Flux does and, is- and um, Real quick, KDA is Cadena, right? Yes, it is, Cadena. Yeah. So they had a, a fairly unique, uh, uh, well, an ununique problem uh, to, to blockchain projects. And that is they, they didn't have a lot of nodes. So uh, they wanted to continue to scale and grow, and 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 they came to us and they said, "Do you think that we could launch our some nodes on Flux?" And we said, "Sure, you know we have the computational resources for it. Let's put it together." 
And our original goal was to stand up, let's say they had 30 nodes that were running and functioning at all times. And our original goal was to add 100. So we said, we're gonna incentivize our node owners. They're gonna run the Dockerized application and we're gonna stand up 100 nodes. Well, we stood up over 400. <laughs> so in wow. a in, in pretty pretty quick pace, I mean, we had 100 within a couple of days and another 200 in a couple of days after that. And now we're over 400. So, you know, uh, those individuals who are running our VAMP, which is our high tier, and then our supers, they, they are actually rewarded in, in, in Zelle currently will be flux in the future and uh, KDA as well. So KDA pays them to run those nodes as well. So we actually figured out, you know, the miners remember dual mining, right? So you get back and you, you would dual mine a project. Um, this is like dual mining, but on steroids because you can ultimately run 10 to 15 projects on a, on a BAMP uh, um, because of the computational resources. So that means you're being rewarded in those assets uh, KDA was the first one to launch, but we have many others in, in, in the wings um, because there is a need for decentralized uh, computational uh, resources, and we're able to provide those resources. So um, our big thing, and you talked about the announcement, was the fact that we are, uh, we are rebranding, we are, uh, we are consolidating the project together. Um, with a very uh, focused, uh, laser-like focus, we want to become uh, the answer to AWS in a decentralized manner. We want to be decentralized AWS. And so that forget is, about being an Ethereum killer. You want to be an Amazon killer? I'm, we want even, to, I'm even more interested now. Well, I don't think that, I don't think, I think there is situations where a centralized infrastructure, it makes sense, right? So if you, if a business wants someone uh, to, to stand up an infrastructure quickly in a centralized manner, um, there's a lot to be said. A AWS does a lot well, uh, DigitalOcean, other, other platform providers like that, but they can also turn it off as fast as they turned it on. And that's what gives us, if we have, let's say you, you want to put Airbnb on and make it an autonomous network, right? That means you want to be in a decentralized environment. Um, that couldn't be ran on AWS because you have a point of failure. It could be ran on Flux because it's, it's governed and maintained by the node operators. So there's no deplatforming. There's no removing uh, you know, uh, the application off of those servers. It's, it's all over the place. And when I say all over the place, we have uh, nodes all over the world um, and it's, it's load balancing and it's redundant. So, you know, once you spawn that particular application globally, um, it's available everywhere. And if you lose a, a particular section of, of nodes, like let's say it's a VPS provider and the VPS provider goes down, the the other nodes pick up that 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 load that loss and they continue to keep functioning right. so you know right now if aws goes down your application goes down on flux if if aws goes down we've got 15 other providers that are already continuing to run this decentralized network I, i'm and, i'm thinking that that may have happened to a few nodes that lived in were in Texas for a while that suffered the recent electrical problem, and yet everything continued. Right, it's just on clicking, and uh, 
you know, the, the nice thing is the fact that, you know, um, it's very scalable. We built this in a matter, we actually reversed en engineered, we looked at what was wrong with Ethereum and their scaling situation. Um, and we said, how do we scale quickly? And we, we, we kind of put that in place at the beginning. So we, we kind of built it backwards from what Ethereum did. Ethereum created this massive network and then they had to figure out how to scale it. We actually created a small network, figured out the scaling model, and now we're uh, continuing to develop that and release that. Right. So, and I, so, and the other thing that I notice um, that seems very prevalent with the current project and the ones to come is the idea that um, you're very clear that if you want people outside of you know your core group of people you know in the world to participate in your project, it seems like every and any action that, that is done has some form of compensation to incentivize yep. people to do that. I mean, and it yes. just makes so much sense. I, and some other projects, I, I just noticed that that doesn't always happen in other places. Um, yep. And so uh, I just think that's really smart. So if you pay them, they will come. <laughs> well, if you, if you stood up a Bitcoin node today, how much Bitcoin are you getting from that node? Right. You know, it, it, you have to incentivize, uh, if, if you're going to take it to the next level, you're, you have to incentivize the individuals who are participating in the network. It's the whole philosophy of the miners structure that, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto, um, you know, he knew that miners would mine. Are they doing it because they're altruistic or are they doing it because, well, I support the network, but I'm also uh, making money at it at the same time. So right. that's what proof of work is, essentially. You're rewarded for your resources. And, and we, we embraced the proof of work side of the house and said, yeah, we need to continue to keep doing this. But how do we parlay that to the node structure as well? And to my knowledge, we're one of the only projects in the space that does that and, and does it at the scale that we can, we can do it at. Now, are people who are currently node operators, when you make the switch, um, are they going to still be able to run their same nodes with what they got? Are they going to yes. have to put more into it or, okay. So everything's yep. going to be the same for them. Yeah. Okay. I, one of the things when we, when we were looking at how we were going to relaunch the project, um, we, we knew that we had to benefit the individuals that got us here, right? So the, the individuals who have been participatory and supported us in that bear market and stood behind us um, and continued to provide that computational resources, we need to make sure that they were incentivized and taken care of. So essentially, if you're holding Zelle, you'll be holding Flux. And we created, we created an application called Fusion. And basically what Fusion does is allow you to leave the Flux ecosystem and move to other parallel assets, other parallel chains. Why is that important? Well, if, I'm a, if, I'm, if I want to uh, trade Flux on Uniswap, right now that's, that's impossible. But if I go and I use Fusion to mint um, Flux ETH, I can now trade on Uniswap. So we, I've always said the holy, the holy grail is interchain operability. And this gives us the ability um, to operate in DeFi, operate in uh, FinTech, uh, move to chains that makes you know, sense where people can continue to keep developing out. It really expands us beyond our little ecosystem and it really reaches out to these, these other platforms. Wow, wow. And I mean, and 
I'll tell you that it's going to take me a while. I'm like, I'm sort of understand what you're saying, but I, I see the enormity of what, what you're accomplishing. I mean, is it, so is it, it, I guess it's the part where you can actually run other programs that might be make it different than say, like, I guess Chainlink and a few other types, uh, Cosmos are trying to be creating a system where like, there's no siloing of chains mm -hmm. where chains yep. can work with each other. Yep. Is similar to that, or have you found your own little uh, take on doing this? Well, I hear a lot of people say, you know, who's your competition in the space? And essentially, I believe we're so so early to the space that uh, that we haven't defined what what is really blockchain. We kind of know around about what it's going to do, right? Um, but I think those those projects working together, you could see a uh, um, um, a parallel asset of Flux on Cosmos. You could see it on Tendermint. You could see it on different platforms. So the ability to reach out to those chains, par those parallel chains and continue to keep growing, uh, that's where the sweet spot's at because I don't think we have competition in this space. And I say that every project is doing something that I believe in, in the end, it becomes a unified platform where they're communicating together. So, you know, the internet, when it first started, was just a bunch of, of, of connections, you know, that really didn't do anything. It wasn't until we created a web browser around it and then started to bring in these different websites that they all started to work together. Right. So, you know, I think, I think it's somewhat similar with blockchain because I think that we're so new in the space and so early on that, the opportunities will continue to keep flourishing as these chains start working together. Just like we worked with KDA, just like we worked with uh, one, one of the projects we, uh, one of the things we did was we launched Folding at Home on the Flux network. And we went from, you know, not when we launched it, everybody stood it up because they were folding proteins for COVID-19. And we went from way down in the ranks to up up in the top 200 almost instantaneously because of the network was all working together. So, wow. you know, it, that, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you, you used chain link at some of these other platforms. I think they each have, um, I think they each bring value added to whatever the final product is, but we're not there yet. And right. I think, you know, I believe that flux is, is going to lead the pack. Uh, we, we want to make sure that we are, very vocal about what we want to do and that is we want to be the decentralized aws we want to the aws doesn't go away but we want to be the de decentralized counterpart to that huh so um did i did i see right um is there going to be any kind of airdrop that's associated with the launch of of flux infusion coming up well i don't use the word airdrop <laughs> I use the word distribution, but but uh, essentially, what what it what, people that hold the Zelle asset will get a one to one with Flux. However, however, the parallel assets that are 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 beginning to be minted as soon as that snapshot happens, uh, those individuals will get that asset as well, right? So you can leave those parallel assets and come back to Flux at any time. It's about a one to 10. So you'll get one flux and then a 10th in each one of the, we have about 10 chains that we're gonna be looking at, at adding. Wow. But that's that's incredible. And and is that 
for um, Node owners only or for anyone who holds Zelle? Man, I'm a miner at heart. I had to take care of our miners. So our, our, our split is 50-50 with the miners and the nodes for the block rewards. But we, we wanted to make sure that we incentivize the, the, the miners as well. And we are actually going to have computational requirements for the miners to stay on the chain and continue to keep mining. And if you do, you will be rewarded additional flux for your mining efforts. So people that participate in the way we're gonna, way we're gonna work this is we're gonna work with pool operators to essentially uh, gauge if Dan has a particular wallet and I'm mining to, and that stays up for 30 days, I qualify for a, for a, a distribution of, of flux above and beyond what I've already mined. Yeah, so, so loyalty bonus, absolutely. I see that. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, and um, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, is there anything else I haven't covered in terms of what's coming out that you'd like to talk about? Well, I like to, I like to, one of the other big exciting, so Flux was exciting enough as it, as it was, and we had a lot of stuff that we had to uh, decompress on there. So, um, but one of the big exciting things is the launch of the KDA DEX uh, natively in Zellcor. So we're pretty excited about that. And what that means is um, KDA, who, in their own right has figured out, I believe, the scaling solution for proof of work. Um, they are launching their, their decks and it, and it, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it is native to Zellcor. We will eventually be able to use all the, the, the if you've used Zellcor in the past, you know it has that flow to it, right? Um, it, it brings a decentralized uh, uh, exchange model into Zellcor and it's very, very, very powerful. And the other kicker is they figured out the fee structure. So they created this thing called gas stations, which basically allows you to trade on this platform and reduce your fees to almost nothing. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a Uniswap killer, but it's a, it's, it's a Uniswap killer. <laughs> well, I mean, and the only thing that's a Uniswap killer is the fact that, I mean, cause it's a great service that, that is amazing. And I've, I've participated in in the past is that just being completely ETH based and with the fees the way they are right now, um, you know, it's getting to the point where if you're not doing a transaction of $1,000 or more, the fees are going to just destroy anything that you do. And I think that that's, is that going to be, so is it a situation where we may be able to perform moving our assets around on this D DeFi and not suffering the, the level of fees that we're doing on some of the Ethereum-based swaps right now? Yep, and their, their target is to bring in the Bitcoin folks, the Litecoin folks, the <clears throat> the other chains. So, you know, it, it it's going to be exciting because uh, you will also be able to provide liquidity directly out of Zellcor. So if I have BTC or if I have KDA that I want to lock up and provide liquidity uh, in these decentralized liquidity pools, bam, it's a switch. You turn it on and you're all of a sudden providing liquidity to their exchange. Okay, so, so let me... You, uh, never leave it and you never leave the platform you exactly. never leave the platform so here is i'll let you in on just how i've been managing my assets right which is my blue chips have been in a lending house um earning a, an apr uh, and also allowing me to borrow if i wish 
And then I started finding other places that had investment products where I could port my assets over and, and earn some kind of a thing. Um, and Zellcore was sort of like, uh, besides holding Zell and my node, which, you know, I have a, a nice chunk there and some other things, it was kind of the home of my assets where I couldn't do anything with them. So it sounds like that's about to end with what you're describing. Yep. That I will actually be able to house my my assets all like over in Zellcore and possibly be able to do what I call sort of like spinning, making a, an asset that's worth something work for me while it's sitting there. It's a, it's a passive income model. And, yeah. and, and essentially there are projects, proof of stake projects that said, if you stake it, you'll, you know, we'll provide you. It's like mining, right? But it's proof of stake. Right. We're taking the whole platform and we're making it a, 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 a stakeable model. Uh, whether you, you invest in lending or you invest in liquidity pools or you invest your assets. And the, and the kicker is you never leave your platform. Zellcore is your home. Whether you trade, you you hodl, you provide liquidity, you provide lending, whatever it is, we 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 really are we embrace the 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 good pieces of DeFi and we're bringing them to the platform. That's fantastic because I have to tell you that right now my my portfolio management looks like a a plate of spaghetti <laughs> with how many different places things are. The more I can consolidate and yet provide value for myself, the more I'll appreciate it. Um, by the way, I, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of my videos and I haven't done a Zelle specific one, but when I'm telling people like, hey, you need a wallet, it's like a two minute commercial for Zellcore <laughs> that follows. We love it. Uh, and, um, but uh, I will have links to the Zellcore wallet uh, in the description down below in my video um, and some other pertinent links to what we've discussed today. So, um, well, I'm really excited, Daniel, for, for what's coming. And March 27th is the big day. Yeah, March 27th is the big day. That's the fork. So all of our exchanges, all of our partners are all in support of it. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to it's gonna push us to the next level, I believe. And, and I'm so happy. By the way, you know, I, like Daniel was saying, real has been languishing in price throughout the cold winter of 2018 and into 2019. And even this year, it was still in the two cent range. Um, and even as we speak where uh, the whole market is experiencing a, like a 20% correction and Zell has done the same, it's corrected down to like five and a half cents. This is like still like double what it was and more. Even the basic nodes are profitable. The mining is way more profitable. Um, and so even with the change in the mining structure, if this holds, we're, we're looking pretty good. So just remember, like for between now and March 27th, that Zell needs to go nowhere. And if you've been listening to this conversation, it looks like you don't want your Zell to go anywhere even after March 27th. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, and uh, we're actually no. getting re ready to release the, the new economic model this weekend. And and the whole economic model is designed around locking people into the space. You know, um, the use of the utility asset that is flux, but also having them, whether they're running nodes or providing liquidity or they're, you know, uh, it's a one-stop shop. And, 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 you know, I always say we're the best kept secret in, in blockchain. And I, and I believe that 110%. 
I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a huge fan. Um, and I mean, uh, that's why I've been with, you know, I've been mining this project for quite a while and uh, finding more and more uses for it. I hope you out there um, take a look. If you haven't been involved with Zelle before, uh, you, this, you may want to get in now, especially before March 27th. You can still set up a node. And let me tell you something, you know, unlike some other master node projects out there, that can cost you like $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 to get a master node. Um, that's not the case right now, but that's probably not going to be true forever. So I would say uh, get in the space and explore. Also, we have a, there's a Discord community of Zelle um, on Discord. And I have to tell you, Daniel, that um, this community is one of the most supportive communities I've ever I've experienced and I, I'm linked into about 20 different ones on discord um, the level of support and positivity on on the discord from uh, not only devs but even sort of like second tier people who've experienced Zell for a while and are willing to help is incredible um, and uh, I just experienced that level of support recently um, because uh, I just set up a, a a Zell node, a basic Zell node. I finally hit my 10,000th awesome. Zell and immediately went into doing it. And there's both written articles in your support. There are videos that have been created by a gentleman named Goose. Um, it's Goose step is by a man. step that you can just follow on the video. Um, unfortunately, it's my personality to never follow the instructions completely. Um, which created trouble. <laughs> if every so follow the instructions in the video, you'll be fine. But I actually created a great problem for myself. It took like two two days, three different people, um, but we got there. And I am just stunned at the level of support that I got from not only core team, but like just second tier Zell activist type people that wanted me to succeed. And then, well, we, and then I did. You're a decentralized systems administrator now. Because essentially, that's what we call uh, the folks that stand up the node structure, you know, because it isn't just turn it on and forget about it. And actually, the, the basic nodes are going to become our, our, our data nodes, which are going to have a, a massive amount of, um, of hard drive space that, that, that there's lots of fun stuff planned for that in the future, because we, we have a version of decentralized Dropbox that that you can use right now, and it's going to uh -huh. continue to keep growing. So I was going to even ask that: Could you run a node in a node? I think that's what you're doing with Cadena. I had recently purchased a node from Gala Games, uh, a gaming uh, company out there. They have a node product that you can even actually run on your desktop, which is amazing. But it does suck up bandwidth and whatever. And yep. I'm, I'm thinking that yeah, if you, you can, you if can you dockerize can, that onto yep. a node, yep, if you the can, node I own. Yep, if you dockerize it, you can put it on Flux. And then I'm still getting the node rewards from Zelle, uh, Zelle or Flux um, yep. daily. That so, so I wouldn't have to buy a second VPS. I've already, I've already got it. I could port that over. Well, well, you'd have to get it. You'd have to get the application approved. So it'd have to be oh, in dock. It would have to be in Docker Hub. It'd have to get, go through the approval process. But once it was approved, you could stand it up. I mean, you, once it's on globally spawned, anybody that's in the network could stand one up. So right. you know, uh, we're gonna when we as we work through the XDAO, which is going to be how how people submit up uh, submit projects to the to the network. I mean, you're literally gonna at some point in time be able to open up your node and pick five different projects, and those are the ones you want to support. But there's 50 of them there, so 
you know, that that's that's the amazing part of it uh, in terms of its scale, scalable nature as well. I saw some document on Discord or somewhere where you had this the saying Dockerize everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's that's what creates uh, a, an amazing possible new world. And I'm just thinking in my own head for my stuff. But like if, if that ever came to pass, that that would save me $13 a month. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but $13 a month times 12 months times two years, three years, four years yep. is, is incredible. So yep. we um, talked right, to well. We de we definitely have talked about that exact that that exact such situation. Well, I'm. I, it's great to meet you. Um, uh, well, virtually face to face to see you. Uh, we met once before uh, in the. Uh, you had a there was an annual uh, celebration, the second annual poker tournament for Zell, um, where only yes. the first prize place was would win, and I came in second to you. But you graciously gave me the first place prize, and that, you know, I was already mining Zell, but that's got me even further towards getting a node. I'm, I'm so grateful um, that you did that. Um, I, I, I thank you very much. Um, and well, uh, well I'm, I was happy to do it, and and that's the awesome part is now you you've become part of the community, and you're going to perpetuate that forward to other people, and that. That kindness that you talked about, that that ability for people to step up and help you, that's that's propagated uh, through through the whole community. And I will uh, say, it's it, uh, I've kind of I've kind of created three different sort of blocks of people I encounter in the crypto space, um, and the the space that you guys occupy is fantastic. And unfortunately, I wish there was more of that. There's some, but there are areas that are not as supportive and nice and you're right decentralization is going to take all of us that everyone being involved you know when i get someone else into mining and they're mining the same thing i am i celebrate it because they're, we're not mining against each other we're supporting each other and the same thing with this i'm glad this culture exists here i hope others will find that this is like what they're looking for in the crypto space i think that not only is there an opportunity to make money here but there's an opportunity to actually provide yourself and others more functionality in the crypto universe. So when people say, well, what is all this crypto for? You'll have a great answer right here. Daniel Keller, thank you for taking your time tonight and have a good day. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Bye.